0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Uh, we are on Parak Yud of Masechet Yevamot, Mishnah Bet, continuing our studies. Uh, through this uh, difficult masechet. Niset alpi beddin, if a woman got married based on the testimony of a beddin, so basically there was one witness that uh, t- that w- testified that her husband died and the court gave her permission to remarry. <clears throat> then she must leave, uh, both men if the husband wants to come back. Right? So that, that's uh, the, the, theme that we've been speaking about. If the husband comes back after a false testimony or a wrong testimony, she has to come, she has to come, she has to leave both men. <speaking in Hebrew> but she's exempt from a Korban hatat, even though she committed adultery unintentionally. She doesn't have to bring a, a hatat because the court gave her permission to go and get married. However, if the woman did not marry on the court's authority, okay? And um, meaning she was uh, allowed, allowed to go marry somebody else because there were two witnesses that said her, her husband died. She didn't really need the court to go tell her to go and, and marry someone. And then the husband came back. In that case, she has to leave both men, and she has to bring a korban on um, for this. Yaffe koach bedin she potra min a korban. So we see from here that the koach the of the bedin, the power of the court is a little bit better because the, the permission from the court exempts her from bringing a korban. Horua bedin Let's say the court ruled that she can marry. Again, based on one testimony, one witness testimony. And she went and acted immorally. She went to, to she married someone else who she would be forbidden to marry. Uh, even though her husband had indeed, indeed died, she wouldn't have been allowed to marry that man, and that's who she went and married. And then the husband comes back. she has to bring a korban for this uh, unintentional adultery. Sheloi because the court gave her permission to marry someone lawfully. And she didn't marry someone lawfully, so she has to bring a Korban Hatta. Mishnah uh, Gimel. A woman, her husband and son, so the husband and the son both went overseas. So somebody came and told her, listen, I got some bad news for you. Your husband died, and then your child died. Both died. Then he said, and she went and remarried based on uh, that testimony. She's exempt from Yibum because she uh, because he did not die childless. When he died, there was still a son alive. He died first. So she's exempt from Yibum. And she went and got married to somebody else. A couple years later, fast forward. They came and they told her... I don't know how to break this to you, but it was the opposite. you are still dead, but it was your son who died first, and then it was your husband who died, and now she had to just perform yibum. So um, she's bound to she's bound to the brother and she, uh, to the brother of the of her husband, and she went and she married someone else without performing yibum or halitza. So she's forbidden to marry that second husband. So the Mishnah says tetset she has to leave her second husband. And the any child that she had with the second husband, whether it was before she found out that she'd been forbidden to marry him or after, is, uh, is a mamzer. This is the exact opposite case. Someone told her your child died and then your husband died, which means that uh, the husband died childless, she has to perform Yibum. And she went and she did Yibum with the husband's brother. And then they told her no, it was the opposite that the husband died before the child, and therefore you're not subject to Yibum. And if you're not subject to Yibum, you're not allowed to marry the husband's brother. And she, she's married to the husband's brother. So the Mishnah says, she has to leave the husband's brother. And any child that she had with him, whether before she found out or after she found out, is a mamzer. met balich. If someone told her your husband died, then he said, and she she went and remarried. Then they went and they told her, listen, when you got remarried, he was alive, but now he's dead. Tetet, she has to leave her new husband because when she got remarried, her husband was alive. And therefore she committed adultery and she is asur to the Baal to and the Bo'el. She cannot remain with the adulterer. And the husband's dead anyways. Any child that she had with him before the first husband died is a mamzer. But any child that she had after the husband died is not a mamzer met if they told her your husband died, venit kalsha and she went and got engaged to another man or she got engaged by another man. and then her husband came back. in this situation since the marriage wasn't a complete marriage so and she didn't cohabit with the, with the second guy. so she can go back to the original husband. not only that, get. Lopez keuna. Even if the second husband gave her a get, and he didn't have to give her a get, he just wanted to give her a get, a symbolic get. This does not uh, invalidate her from marrying a kohen. Uh, we know that uh, a, a divorcee cannot marry a kohen, but this is not called a, a divorced, uh, a divorced woman. darash <inaudible> and this is how rabbi Al-Azhar bin ben matiah um, expounded the pasuk that said, Ve gerusha that the Kohanim cannot marry a woman who was divorced from her husband. Divorced from her husband means, me isha isha, and not from a man who wasn't her husband. So the Chidush just, be, just because uh, you, know, you consider yourself married and, or whatever, and you give a get, it doesn't mean you're now invalidated from to marry a Kohen. Otherwise, you know, someone holds a grudge against a woman, he's just gonna give gitin g- 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 all over the place, and then, uh, will prohibit her from marrying Kohen? No. It's meisha, from her legitimate husband, that's who the, the get will, uh, will invalidate her from marrying a Kohen. Okay. Um, one more Mishnah. Misha halcha ishtolim The other way around now. Man's wife went overseas. And the witnesses came and said, your wife passed away. So he said, okay. And he went and married his, his wife's sister, which we already learned is allowed after uh, after a person's wife died. He can marry the wife's sister based on, um, and that's what he did based on that testimony. Two months later, uh, the w- original wife comes back. She, uh, she is allowed to go back to him because the, the relationship he had with the wife's sister was just an unlawful relationship. It was an unlawful cohabitation, but it doesn't for, forbid him from returning to his life or his wife. Not only that, he's allowed to marry the close relatives of the second wife. At the time he was allowed, men were allowed to marry more than one wife, so he can marry. Relatives of the second wife, the second wife can go marry his relatives. It's as if like almost they were never married. It was just uh, they they cohabited prohibitively. And if the first wife did happen to die, he can go and marry the second one. Amru law istecha. If witnesses told him, your wife died, he married his sister based on that testimony. And later other witnesses told him, no, she was still alive when you, go, when you went and married the sister, but now she died. The child that you had with the wife's sister is uh, before his wife died is a mamzer. But a child that they, that they had after the wife died is not a mamzer because at that time they were permitted to marry Rabiose, Omer says, Kol harim, any case in which a man's second marriage caused the second wife to be disqualified to others, meaning if his if his marriage to his wife's sister caused her to become forbidden to the ori- to her original husband, he disqualifies he disqualifies himself as well and cannot return to original wife. So he's more machmir than the Tanakama. But if any case where he does not cause a second wife to be disqualified to others, then he does not disqualify himself, and he can return to his original wife.